Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story... Excuse me if you can hear Poppy tapping away in the background there. <laughs> Why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from Lady Grey 90 who says, My 28 female colleague, 30 female, didn't invite me to her wedding and it's completely unraveled our friendship. One of my work colleagues is a lifelong friend of mine. We lived on the same street growing up, went to the same school, and when I needed a job after graduating university, she made me aware of an opening at the company she worked at. I applied, got the job, and it's been quite a few years since, and we still work together. It's a pretty small company and quite male-dominated, so after we started working together, we became really close. We take our lunches together, we regularly stop by each other's desks for a chat, and we quickly became known around the office as inseparable. A year ago, she got engaged to a long-term partner, and I was ecstatic for her. She had a really tough time a couple of years ago, two family deaths close together, and I did everything I could to be a good friend to her while she was in the worst stages of grieving. She cried with me daily for weeks, and I made sure she knew I was always available to listen. I also took about a third of her workload off of her voluntarily, so she could take days off when she needed to without stressing about her work building up. To know that life has gotten better for her and she's always smiling and excited, it's really nice to see. Ever since she got engaged, as expected, she's talked a lot about wedding plans, especially at our lunches. I know basically every detail. When she booked the venue, she was really excited, but she refused to tell me where it was going to be, saying that she wanted it to be a surprise when the invitations came out. The wedding is two weeks away now and I've long since stopped waiting for my invitation to show up. I know when they were sent because she told me all about delivering them and shows me every day the gifts people have started to buy off their registry. I feel silly for saying it, but the more I think about it, the more hurt I feel that I haven't been included. It's a big wedding and she invited some other people from work that I didn't know she was even close to. She hasn't mentioned the reason why I'm not invited and at this point, I feel too awkward to ask. I guess it's just a slap in the face because I really thought we were close and now I'm realizing that maybe we are not. The trouble is, since all this, I've started to really examine our friendship and I'm wondering if she even cares about me at all. I can think of a hundred examples of where I've helped her work through decisions, listened to her vent, stood up for her when she had issues with colleagues, etc. Even tons of little things like if anyone brings cake and she's out of the office, I always save her a slice so she doesn't miss out but I can't remember a time she did anything for me in return. Now when she talks to me, I've realized she doesn't even listen to me. When I'm finished talking, she just carries on with what she was saying before, almost as if I'd never spoken at all. If we were ever talking about me or something I've been doing, she never has anything to say. She just kind of nods and then switches the conversation back to herself. I'm starting to think she couldn't care less about me. She just likes having someone around who she can talk at and 
Whoever that person is doesn't really matter to her. I've invested so many years into this friendship. It's really cut me deep. It's also made me being at work incredibly lonely because she was my only friend. I've stopped having lunch with her and anytime she tries to chat, I politely bring the conversation to a quick end and go back to work. She doesn't appear to have even noticed. I do still wish her well. I'm still glad for her that her life has turned around and she's so happy, but I'm a bit lost. I'm not sure if I'm being too harsh because I'm hurt or if I even have the right to feel hurt in the first place. As I know, weddings have a finite number of guests and you have to leave people out that you would invite in an ideal world. But I'm not sure there's any way back from this either. Has anyone else had a similar experience? Am I being unreasonable or overdramatic? Should I just let the dust settle and see how I feel then? Edit 1, just to clarify things that have been asked a lot or requested to be put into an edit. 1, she hand-delivered the invites to other people at work, so I know it hasn't been lost in the post. 2, I haven't asked her about it because I'm a total doormat and scared of difficult conversations. And 3, I invited her to my wedding, but that was years ago, so it's possible she thinks things have changed since then. Edit 2, this has got a lot more attention than I expected and my first ever goal from a kind stranger. Thank you. I've read every single comment. Thank you all so much for taking the time to give me advice. You've given me a lot to think about. Opinion seems to be divided over whether or not I should confront the wedding invitation issue or just let it go. I'm definitely going to make sure that it isn't a mistake, but as far as getting an explanation why she didn't invite me, I'm undecided. I'm going to have to think about that and the best way to proceed your thoughts have all been really helpful. In terms of our friendship in general, I'm not going to be too hasty to write it off. I'm going to try and put my feelings aside and see if I'm right about it being one-sided. If it is, then I will have learned a good life lesson. And if I see it as worth saving, then I have to deal with it the best way I can. It does seem the bigger issue here is my non-confrontational approach to my relationships. Some of your comments were hard to read, but only because I know you are right and this is something I have to change. I've withdrawn from friendships before because they've hurt me and I felt unable to say anything. And that's not really fair. It's a general problem I have with uncomfortable conversations. Whenever I have to have them, I basically descend into a panic. My mouth goes dry, I shake, and I can't find the right words to say. If it's a bad enough problem that I can't ask a good friend for a simple question, then I can't ignore it anymore and I need to work on this. Thank you for pointing this out to me as a real problem. I'm going to find a way to get better at it. We'll post an update of what happens and thank you again. And unless OP is completely missing something here, which I can't see it seeing as the invitations were hand-delivered, which I find strange in itself that she's walking around with these invitations, handing them out, but then this person that she talks to every day, goes to lunches with every day, pours her heart out to this person, doesn't give them an invite. And it just sounds like, like similar stories that we've covered in the past that this person is just being used emotionally when they need them and Opie's starting to realize that they're questioning themselves and I think they should continue doing this and and, and start to walk away from this so-called friendship if you like as it does sound like it's very very one-sided unless there's been some kind of you know like misunderstanding again which I think and I know it's difficult I myself real struggle with confrontational conversations as well I'm still not great at it but I'm a bit better but this is someone that you did consider your friend for a long time and you had these conversations. So 
I think it's a valid question that you say, oh, I saw that you gave out invites. Did did you forget to give me one or something like that? And just see the response. I think it will clear up a lot of things. It will clear up whether you're invited to the wedding or not for one. And it will give you a good indication of your friendship. I'm doing air quotations here. But the user asks, why didn't you ask her why you didn't get an invite? If you thought of her as one of your close friends, seems like it would be worth the effort. Springfling Queen says, I'm confused why, if you see and talk to her every single day, you didn't mention when you never received an invitation. Hope you responded saying, at first I deliberately avoided asking if I'd be invited because when I was getting married, people did it to me a lot and I hated it. It's almost like they're demanding to be invited and you feel guilted into it. I didn't want to put that kind of pressure on her, but I did just assume I would be included. Now I feel like addressing it would make things really awkward and just make things worse. Hussein says, this happened to me so many times in all types of relationships at all stages in life. I've honestly accepted that the few people that care are really the only ones. I'm kind and people use that. I won't change myself to be accepted by someone else. It's not wrong for you to feel bad that you were not invited, but you should never ever regret being a good person. Vinny Wizzy says, I just want to address you feeling lonely at work now. Instead of spending all your time with one colleague resulting in a work BFF, it's better to have a bunch of colleagues you can consider your friends. I know it might seem too late to do that in your current office, but hey, you've still got a long career ahead. After personally being in a similar relationship dynamic for years, I realized that it's always better to spread your source of energy, time, and happiness, and not depend on one person slash thing in any walk of life. People change, values change. You're more safeguarded this way. And one more from GoGo Gadget Skates, Inspector Gadget Classic, who says, So clearly she hadn't invited you and there's no missing invite as she hand-delivered to other people at work. So at this point, I don't think I'd bother asking. It's pretty clear that she's using you as an ear to yak at over lunch, but she doesn't see much actual friendship between the two of you. So if I were you, I'd just continue doing the fade. It's super tacky to talk endlessly about your wedding to someone you are not inviting. So OP did update their post and said, So it took me a few days to decide the best way to approach this. But yesterday, I had lunch with her again and had the conversation. I started by saying, So you've sent all your invitations out now, haven't you? She looked immediately panicked by my question and I knew right away that she didn't want me to go down this road. When she said she had sent them all, I asked if that meant she could show me her venue now. She showed me the website of it, including the photo gallery and talked me through all about where everything was going to happen, all the flowers and decorations she was going to add, etc. It's a nice enough country hotel with some pretty gardens, but I'm not sure what all the secrecy was for. I probed a little more, asking who she's invited from work. The list didn't include me. She said I was looking forward to seeing the photos so I could see how everything looked. She didn't correct me that I would see it on the day, and then I was completely sure that my lack of invitation wasn't an accident. She looked so relieved when I switched the subject and asked if she's excited about her honeymoon and having a rest from all the wedding stress. So, I'm definitely not invited. I thought it over carefully and have decided not to ask why, for three reasons. One, the reason is already fairly obvious. She clearly doesn't think we're anything more than colleagues and I've misread the situation. There were some other theories suggested, e.g. jealous husband-to-be, associating me with her past grief, but considering everything I know about her and our history, I'm sure it's not that. I'm not sure why she didn't just call it on the wedding talk with someone she had no intention of inviting, or even just bring it up with me and explain why I'm not invited, but never mind. 
too. Having an awkward relationship at work is the last thing I want. I'm worried that if I push this and turn it into an issue, that I'll look pathetic and needy, or it'll just be unprofessional. I also run the risk of her bad-mouthing me to colleagues and mutual friends, and I'll find it much easier and less messy to handle my own feelings quietly. Three, this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience for her, and I don't want to be the source of drama that dampens her spirits at all. I'd rather just let her enjoy her wedding, make good memories, and not bring her down. And you know, I'm fine with not going. It was never really about getting invited to a wedding. It was more having to face the fact that I'd been naive and taken for granted. And I felt silly that I'd invested way too much in this relationship. That's not all on her because she was never obligated to be my friend. Talking it through on my previous post actually really helped me work through my feelings. When I went back to work on Monday, I felt so much calmer and more detached from it emotionally. I've looked back on our whole relationship and honestly, she's always been self-involved, entitled and narcissistic. Being a bride has just made it more obvious, but it's always been there. She's also never given back to me, besides helping me get my job, which of course I'm grateful for. In that, she's never willing to talk me through any problems I've had, and although I help her happily with her work, she says no if I ask her for help in return. She has a few office enemies, and even though I saw her negative traits that caused her to be disliked by some people, I overlooked them and defended her anyway. Though I've put a little distance there, it's quite apparent that she's not a very nice person and I'm genuinely okay with just moving on. She hasn't really noticed the distance between us so far or she had noticed and doesn't care slash is relieved that I'm giving her space. So I intend to just continue with doing that. If she eventually asks why or I get the sense that she's trying to rekindle our friendship, then it will be time to clear the air with how I've been feeling. If she doesn't and we just continue drifting, then that's probably for the best. It's sad to lose a friend and will probably take me some time to get over it and to become comfortable with a change in our relationship. But I have other genuine friendships and plenty of colleagues who are lovely people who I can get to know better now. The main thing I really took from my original post and I'm so glad I did post because I needed some tough love on this is that my fear of confrontation really needs dealing with. If I can learn how to better speak my mind as things are happening, that will stop things from building and building until I have to have a serious conversation and it makes what should have been a molehill into a mountain. I also need to figure out how to have difficult conversations without having an anxiety attack, which not only weakens my message but is extremely distressing and puts me off dealing with things and being honest with people. I had a couple of books on assertiveness recommended to me so I bought them to start me off. I'm also looking into going to a coach or maybe a couple of therapy sessions at least to try and better myself. I don't want to hurt other people by doing this, so this has become top priority for me. Thank you so much for everyone who pointed that out to me. I was aware of it, but I didn't think it was a problem and I figured I'd just be that way all my life. Now, I know better. Thank you for being so honest with me. Also, thank you to those who taught me through the one-sided friendship issue. I'm a good listener and have always been attracted to people who need to vent, but I only ever noticed the one-off conversations and didn't think I was being taken advantage of as a long-term listening ear. I've been examining my other friendships in the last few days to see if anyone else is using me in the same way or if I've been doing this to others and not had the self-awareness to realize. There are a couple of changes I need to make, including a friendship that I need to set some boundaries in and another one where I've not been giving back to the other person as much as I should have. I've learned a really valuable lesson from this about maintaining healthy relationships and I'm very grateful for that.
Edits, a few people have been asking me about the books I was recommended. Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. When I Say No, I Feel Guilty by Manuel J. Smith. And Why Men Love Bitches by Sherry Argoff. And personally, I think OP handled this the best way for themselves at this moment in time. And, you know, I think that's absolutely fantastic. It was a, a really mature way to deal with things. Also, the self-reflection at the end of the post about, you know, maintaining those healthy boundaries and not giving back themselves to another person that, as much as they should have. I think it's really, really nice to see. But I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. And our next story is from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit from kthrowaway244. Doesn't have an update, but it's titled Am I the Arsehole for refusing to go on a 10-hour plus flight with my baby. Long story short, my parents hate my husband. But because I am their child, they accepted him for my happiness. Context, my mum was fine with him until my dad found out. I told my mum first. It's not like he's a bad person. My parents just had someone else in mind. Anyways. My parents moved back to where we were from while I stayed and I eventually met my husband. We've been dating since 19 and we kept our relationship secret from my parents for years until he proposed to me. Now I just gave birth to our first child and obviously my parents want to meet him. The thing is they live nowhere near North America and the flight would be miserable. I hate flying in general but with a baby? I get anxious thinking about it. I've put it off for a long time and even asked my parents if they could fly over we'd pay for everything but they said it was disrespectful for me to even ask i've been stuck in a thing of fine we'll come and no i can't do this and it's affected my whole life my mum calls me twice a day just to remind me that i have to come and that she wants to see a grandbaby before he gets too big but i finally came to the conclusion that i can't he's a fussy baby and needs to be held by me a lot he lets his dad hold him for a couple of hours but then he won't stop crying till i hold him i can't do that on a plane and I'm terrified of the reaction we might get since he does make a lot of noise. If it was a smaller flight, I could make do, but it would be over 10 hours. I'm exhausted just thinking about it, and then I have to deal with my parents and their passive-aggressive comments right after. I called my mum and told her that we won't be coming. She got very angry and kept ranting about my husband keeping us away from them. She eventually said, Forget it. We don't want to see his child. Don't call us again. My aunt, who I don't talk to, said that she's very upset with me and my mom has been so excited to see the baby but we crushed her. 
Apparently, Dad doesn't want to see the baby, but Mum really does. But she refuses to travel without him, which is why she's been pushing me so hard. I feel bad because I know how much my mum adores babies. I guess she's in a tough spot, but I can't fly for over 10 hours with a four-month-old. Am I the arsehole? Now, I gotta start off by saying your parents sound absolutely awful. Their behavior is super disrespectful. Expecting you, someone who's just given birth, to take a 10-plus hour flight when, let's face it, she is just as capable of jumping on a plane to come and see you. But I gotta ask, do you really want her to come and see you in the end? I know you're saying she's in a tough spot, but let's have a look at her attitude here. When you told her, you know, yourself, who's just given birth to a baby, who's dealing with a newborn, doesn't want the stress of getting on a 10-hour flight with a newborn. When you told her this, instead of saying, I totally understand, I don't know why I was thinking that would be a good move, I will come and see you. She not only gets angry at you, but she rants about your husband at the same time. And I'm sure your husband wouldn't want her at your house anyway for the way that she's being disrespectful to him. And then is disrespectful to your child. Forget it, she says. We don't want to see his child. Don't call us again. She's willing to go no contact over this. And then willing to send her flying monkeys over to tell you that she's very upset. And she was so excited to see the baby. But now you've crushed her. Trying to make you feel bad for something totally reasonable. Like not going on a 10 hour flight with a newborn. Because it will make you feel anxious. And you just don't want to have to deal with it. Which is absolutely totally understandable. But M2Bop says your parents sound super controlling and toxic. You're in what is supposed to be a joyful, albeit tough, time in your life. And all they can think about is how you can please them, even if that comes at the expense of yours and the baby's comfort. Steffi says, not the asshole, it's not your responsibility to shop yourselves across the Atlantic with a baby when you've offered to pay for older adults who can travel to do the same. If your mum is holding back because of your dad, that's her problem in her own marriage. You do UOP. Your growing family is what matters, not the ones imposing restrictions on it. Pipsy Pop says, not the arsehole, you've just had a baby. You're under no obligation to bring him to meet anyone, let alone undertaking a day's worth of travel to do so. If your mum is that desperate to meet her grandchild, she'd pull her socks up and not guilt trip you. Your parents sound like buttholes, pretending to do accept your husband for your happiness. Just sounds like they're holding it over you. Not to mention they left you in North America and returned home. What did they expect you to do? not make a life for yourself now i'm going to turn this one to you guys what do you guys make of this situation put yourself in op shoes what would you do i know it's very easy for me to say as i always say i'm sat here behind a microphone but do you really want these relationships in your life it sounded like when op was talking about the potential situation of you know traveling to over 10 hours to get there then having to deal with my parents and their passive-aggressive comments right after. It just says it all about that relationship and, you know, are they bringing you any happiness, really? You said at the end that you feel bad because you know how much your mum adores babies and that you get she's in a tough spot, but what is she actually giving to you? Doesn't sound like very much to me, but obviously I'm only seeing a very small snippet here, but let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved, truly. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love.
Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.